Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Saturday, November 12th at Churchill Downs. I'm Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development, as we're going to take a look at the claiming crown day and the late pick four uh, after a great fun Breeders' Cup weekend at Keeneland. Just uh, fantastic racing. Hope everybody uh, did well at the windows. So, Jim, let's uh, start with the Reddy's Rocket Express. These are all starter allowances. This one's six furlongs for three-year-olds and up. And uh, you and I were just talking. There's uh, not any easy spots here. So where did you land in this race? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to wind up with one of those spread pick four tickets that I don't really like, but I could not find a single in any of these four races. I like powerfully built in this first race. Um, Tyler Gaffleone takes them out for Ron Abrams, and, and um, this horse comes from. You got horses coming from everywhere. They uh, they want to get this big money for their claiming horses. So uh, this one ran at Delaware last time out. Got a lot of early speed, and uh, Rodriguez rode there and gets a big move up to Gaffleone. Uh, 88 buyer last time out. Been very consistent the last couple of races. Last three races actually got claims for 16, couple back, and these are claiming prices of 8,000 or less. So the horse is obviously running better right now. Beverly Park is an all-time favorite of mine. This horse has won 42 times in lifetime, and the the, the amazing statistic to me is in 2022, this is Beverly Park's 26th start, and that you don't see that in thoroughbreds anymore. Um, and it's won 12 in five seconds, so. I got to be pulled for Beverly Park just because of the way that they have campaigned this horse. Obviously, Norm Cash figured out that uh, he wants to run every two weeks, and he does. <laughs> and uh, he's been all over. He's been to Belterra, Delaware, Colonial, Timonium, Churchill, Keeneland, Charlestown. He's won everywhere, and um, he's always in the high seventies, low eighties buyers. Uh, very competitive at this level, so he's got a big shot at seven two. And the other horse I'm going to take is Silver Moon Road for Randy Klopp, coming in from Indiana. And this horse has a ton of speed, drawn to the inside. If he clears, they're going to have a hard time catching him on this Churchill track that has been speed favoring the last couple of days, if we, if you noticed. So Silver Moon Road has a big shot in here. Uh, the horse has only been running in $5,000 starter allowances. Um, so that's, that's a little weaker than this, obviously, but drawn inside. Uh, Bermuda's comes to ride. Um, five race win streak. A lot of things to like about Silver Moon Road. I'm going to stop right there. A joyful heart for George Bush and LeBron has a, uh, has a good shot. And the Wolfman for um, Avelo coming in from Laurel and, um, and Timonium on the Maryland circuit. Uh, again, there's a lot of speed in this race. May set up for a closer, which might help out Beverly Park, who sits outside and just tracks off the speed. I ended up on Powerfully Built, too. I like that 88 buyer in the first start off a claim. Uh, the runner-up in the race was more than six lengths ahead of the third-place finisher. The third-place finisher came back to win. They get Gaffley on to ride. And of course, uh, also, I thought it was interesting, they uh, shipped in early and got a work over the track at Churchill. So and it just looks like all signs are, are pointing toward uh, a good effort here for Powerfully Built. Uh, Beverly Park, Silver Moon Road are on my list for the reasons that uh, you mentioned. A couple of others that I looked at. Uh, Thirsty Betrayal in 10 starts at Churchill has a 3-3-1 record and had a wide trip last time at Keeneland, so I think that horse could run better. And then the other one's Crazy Legs Hirsch. Uh, the 11, the horse had trouble last time. Previous form was, was good, would stack up well. 
And I thought it was interesting that uh, the trainer reached out and found one of the top local jocks in uh, Corey Lannery to ride his horse. Makes me think that uh, he thinks that this one is is live in here. So I'm going to take uh, Crazy Legs Hirsch on my ticket as well. Go five deep when we get to the pick four. The ninth race, three-year-olds and up going seven furlongs, the rapid transit starter. I ended up on Lieutenant Junior Grade off a big win at Keeneland. And then Tom Vanberg claimed this horse out of that race for 40000 It was a nice win against Open Claiming Company, a 98 buyer figure. And the runner-up was nine lengths ahead of the third-place finisher, so he really spread out the field. Got five wins this year, too, which I uh, like. Uh, Family Man, the six, an 82 buyer off the layoff on September, October 2nd at Churchill when he ran second. Has won four times here out of uh, five starts. Uh, Ragtime Blues, buyers have been steadily improving in the two starts for Kelly Breen's barn. And then so dialed uh, off a win at Thistle Downs on the 88 uh, buyer. I'm going to toss that one in as well. It's a big step up in class, but that was a nice race and uh, a nice number. Um, but uh, I think that one's interesting. I, I don't know if I'm going to include him in the pick four or not, but uh, Lieutenant Junior Grade I took on top. How about you? I agree. I think that race at Keeneland sets him up perfectly, perfectly for this. Nine Gate Buyer jumps off the page now. He may not repeat that uh, coming back uh, just a month later, but uh, he gets Lannery to, t- to take the re- take them out again. So, Lieutenant Junior Grade is my pick. A uh, horse that you did not mention is a horse that also won last time at Keeneland, and that's the Queen's Jewels. Uh, actually settled our big contest. Uh, people who had the Queen's Jewels in the, in the last race on uh, Keeneland's October 15th card uh, cashed big in the contest, won by a head, but was closing down the stretch might like to stretch out the seven furlongs and drawn outside. Giroux takes them out back for Thomas Van Berg and it's a juicy 15 to 1 morning line. Ragtime Blues in the inside for Kelly Breen. No Burn is a horse I think, don't think he mentioned uh, with Luis Saez for Barrera. And this horse has seven lifetime wins, five of them coming in 2022. And the buyers have been 96, 92, 85 the last three. Caught a sloppy track last time out. So the last fast buyer was a 92 at Saratoga. Family man for Gaffleone, and I think I'm going to stop there with five. This is the one I'm spreading the most in. Uh, really think it's a wide open race. Tenth race is the Jewel, three year olds and up at a mile and an eighth, and there's probably intrepid heart. I'm guessing he's going to be a pretty solid favorite if in uh, this spot against the the company that he's been facing. Uh, is that where you landed? I landed as one of three. But the horse that I really like is Our Nation on Parade for Jamie Ness, shipping down from Laurel. Uh, at a mile and eighth last time out in the Maryland Million Classic, uh, won by five and three quarters, went off as the favorite. He's been off as the favorite last four times and has cashed the last four times with buyers in the 80s and upper 90s, uh, including a seven furlong race win at Churchill Downs. So it proved he could stretch out last time out to a mile and an eighth uh, for the first time. So he's one for one at the distance. He just kept going in that race at Laurel, and I think Paco Lopez would probably fit this horse well and might finish up really good for Jamie Ness. I'm going to use, obviously, Intrepid Heart, which is the class of the race, uh, with over half a million dollars in earnings for Joe Sharp. And then I'm also going to use Benavengo uh, for Jesus Cruz and Luis Saez on the inside. I never want to leave Luis Saez out on big days, and he's taking this horse uh, off a race at Pimlico, 
back in September. A little bit of a layoff here, but uh, the horse has a lot of in, a lot of speed and uh, actually ran in the Haskell at Monmouth. Uh, went off at a huge fifty-six to one and didn't have much competition. Didn't didn't wasn't much competition for Cyberknife and Tyba and Jack Christopher, but actually had the lead at the top of the stretch. So horse has proven he can go a mile at eight. And he's not got Cyberknife and Tyba and Jack Christopher to contend with in here. So. Moving forward off that race at Pimlico, I think he's got a big shot. Just don't stick with those three, uh, pretty much the three chalks here. I think this one does come down to those three horses. I can't see the others jumping up and beating all three of these. I did uh, find a price to take a shot with it here, 10-1 to 1 on the morning line, and it's uh, the four-horse Keystone Field. Uh, Mike Maker first uh, is the first angle for me because he usually does well in these claiming crown races wherever they run. Uh, the horse... In the second start off a layoff, uh, produced a 91 buyer figure last time at Keeneland. And that was against uh, open claimers, 40K. So those can be some pretty salty groups, those high-level open claiming races. And in that race, the runner-up was coming off four consecutive top two finishes at Canterbury with good speed figures. So I think it was a, a good horse that he beat really convincingly. Uh, was never asked. Uh, went back and watched the replay. Couldn't have won easier, and really looked, uh, you know, sharp in the gallop out. Looked like there was a lot more there. And horses won at Churchill. So I'm gonna take a shot with that one on the win end. I've got Intrepid Heart second. Uh, you know, second to West Willpower came back to win the Fayette. Uh, so he's been facing uh, tougher. Uh, Our Nation on Parade, uh, four wins in a row, and then 12 Volt Man. I uh, thought was interesting as well has won, uh, won this race before, and uh, Safi Joseph uh, usually does a nice uh, job in these claiming crown races as well, especially when they've been down in Florida, uh, but he's had a good presence here in Kentucky as well. Keystone Field, going to try to catch a little price for me. And then the last leg is the Tiara. It's uh, three-year-olds and up on the turf at a mile on the 16th. Hopefully it gets to stay on the turf with all the wet weather. Ended up on big agenda here, has had a couple of good outings since being claimed by Joe Sharp has a win at Churchill on this turf course, has three wins this year. Uh, one night standards, it's another maker horse and had an 88 buyer last time at Keeneland. Uh, Karoom, second off the layoff for Eddie Keneally and has some back class that could tap, this horse could tap into. Uh, Freedom Matters, off that 88 buyer figure in the win at Kentucky Downs. Uh, put that one on my list as well. So going four deep in the pick four. How'd you see race 11? Um, I like big, big agenda and one night standards as well. Mike Maker with one night standards is my top pick here. Coming off that mile and a half uh, race at Keeneland, where um, he was competitive, only got beat two and three quarters in allowance race. Um, the horse should fit this condition very well, and the last two races are the best races of his life with the 81, 88 buyers. So uh, the cut back to mile 16th shouldn't hurt. Um, and uh, I'm going to take one night standards with Kathleen Allen to close out the card. Going to use big agenda. Going to use a price in here, um, underdressed for uh, Edgar Morales. This horse has run at Indiana and uh, really has been extremely consistent at seven and a half furlongs to a mile and sixteenth with with a few eighty buyers. And I really like the horse. The horses that came out of the last race, Epimethium, came back and won at Keeneland, I believe. And uh, I think that may turn out to be a key race, and uh, this horse is moving up. And, and I think at 15-1, to 1, it's worth a shot in here. I think the two horses on top, Big Agenda and Owen Night Standards, are very logical. But thinking I might get a little price here with underdress. 
I ended up with a $60 pick four ticket. One, seven, nine, 10, 11 to start. Then one, six, nine. I ended up leaving so dialed out of there. So one, six, nine in the second leg. Just going with four and five, Keystone Field and Intrepid Heart in the Jewel. And then four, nine, 10, 11 in the last leg for a $60 ticket. How did you structure your ticket? Well, I spent about the same. I spent sixty-seven fifty, one seven ten, with one five six nine twelve, with one five ten, with four five nine for sixty-seven dollars and fifty cents. And I think you're going to get paid in this sequence. I just don't know if we've got all the horses covered or not. Yeah, I do think if you can hit it, I think you're you're going to get a nice payoff here just because you get some some deep and, and well-matched fields. It's a fun card if you can. Uh, just maybe a, you know, the tote board will give you some clues on, on one at some point that you can uh, you know, hone in on, on one horse rather than spreading as much um, and uh, give yourself a better chance in some of the other races. But uh, it's a, uh, these claiming crown cards are always fun. Get some uh, usually nice prices along the way as well. So make sure you have funds in your Keeneland Select account with uh, football and basketball going on. You can also uh, make sure you play the races. Del Mar has started now. So they're up and running, and uh, uh, but Aqueduct, they're going as well. So best of luck wherever you are playing this weekend. And that's it for this edition of the End the Money podcast from KeenelandSelect.com.